Welcome to the... Hobo Railcar. Where everybody dies in the end. The Dentist. When the economic downturn came and took my business in 2009 and I was up to my eyeballs in debt, I took a long look in the mirror and said, Dr. Rodney Fingerston, do you want to be a mediocre dentist or do you want to be the king of the rails? And right then I sold what few possessions I had for cash and hit the open rails, as they say. The rail community of hobos are pretty friendly folk. They're a little bit standoffish, as you can understand from any migrant population. They don't necessarily have a home. They're, they're nomads, so it takes a little bit to earn their trust. But using my dental skills, I was able to establish myself as a useful member of the pack, if you will. They had tried to give me a different name. They all had fun kind of rail names, as they said, but I I just wanted to be called The Dentist because I figured there, weren't a lot, there wasn't a lot of competition. I figured there wasn't a lot of competition for The Dentist, so I just figured that would be a good name for me, and honestly, people didn't care enough to challenge me to pick a new name. So it was a pretty... Pretty hot day in Topeka, Kansas. I was trying to catch a BNF down to New Mexico, but uh, they just weren't taken that day. For whatever reason, there was something going on from Colorado, so we weren't seeing a lot of new trains come through. Uh, there was a new face in the Topeka rail yard that day. Uh, uh, a clean-cut man. Yeah, it looked like his first day on the rails, and so I, I figured I'd offer him offer him a hand, introduce myself, and boy, I regret doing that. This Kevin character was a nightmare. Seven Finger Charlie. Around the rails, they call me Seven Finger Charlie. They don't call me that because I have seven fingers. They call me that because I can stick seven fingers in my mouth. It's an honor, and it's a title that I've earned on the rails. Now, every now and then we meet a new folk, a new rail, a new rail yarder, as I call them, as we call them, more or less. Uh, there was Dr. Rodney Fingerton, a pretentious fella, liked to call himself the doctor. Help me fix my teeth. I'm, they look pretty now as they ever did. There was another young fella who we met. Kevin was his name. He didn't get a nickname because, quite frankly, he was a piece of shit. I know a lot of piece of shits where I come from. I was a former Wall Street banker. And during the economic downturn of 2008, not unlike Dr. Rodney, <laughs> I decided... The hell with these kickbacks and bonuses. I need to be free. So, so that night, I killed my wife. I poisoned my children. And I took up the alias of Seven Finger Charlie. Rail yarder. Extraordinaire. It's Kevin. 
Um, hi, I'm Kevin. <laughs> um, hey, high school is making me do a research project on how the other side lives outside of privilege. And so, being the class president, I decided to take on one of the harder challenges, and I came down to live on uh, the, the railway, be a railway hobo uh, for, you know, just a year. It's like a gap year between high school and college. And I think it'd make for a really great essay. They immediately, because I was wearing like a button-down shirt and khakis, they immediately all started referring to me as a piece of shit. And um, they said they weren't going to give me a nickname. They were just going to call me Kevin, which is a great dishonor. But they ended up just calling me a piece of shit, which is a fine, fine nickname. Today, uh, I was sitting around a campfire. I had, you know, gotten some new clothes out of a dumpster. I was wearing a, a Clippers parka that someone had gotten for free at a game and subsequently lit on fire. So it's, it wasn't really keeping me that dry, but it's keeping half of my body dry, which is all I could really ask for that, at that time. We had, we had a good barrel fire happening, and um, the dentist was just remarking about how great my teeth looked because I had a, um, a suburban upbringing. Seven Finger Charlie was telling us his favorite story about how he murdered his wife and children. He tells it almost every night. We, uh, we beg him to not. He adds new details every time. This time, he's, he told us about the, the long journey he took about how to get the poison and how to find the best poison. I try to talk to the dentist about anything else, honestly. Anything to block out the horrible story, the noise. Um, and and he, he tells me how he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to move on, how, how his, his stay in Topeka, Kansas is coming to an end, and, and if I'd like to join him. And I immediately ask if Seven Finger Charlie is coming along, because uh, I'm terrified of this man. I see him... He has a, just a cabinet that he thinks nobody else knows about that's just filled with rat poison. <laughs> and I, I'd really like to leave. I want to go home, but I'm committed to the research project. I'm, I'm, I've written a full three pages on the back of um, Clippers player guides that people have thrown away. It's, it's going good. It's going, it's going fine. Damn finger Charlie. So I consider myself the storyteller of the bunch. But uh, the, the other rail yarders, they seem to not enjoy my tales. Uh, Kevin in particular, who is a grady nightmare if you ask me. Uh, he doesn't ha seem to have any interest in any of my stories or any of my secrets. I have many secrets that I don't think a lot of them know. Uh, particularly my cabinet full of poisons and herbs. Uh, there was a time before I was in Wall Street where I dabbled in the black magics, but I stopped that when my father, who owns uh, Bear Stearns, hired me to be his top investor. I made a lot of money and a lot of bad deals. That's not why I killed my wife and family, though. I think I, I might have mentioned that, but honestly, it's, that's only a footnote in the story of Seven Finger Charlie. Uh, 
I see them whenever I close my eyes. Uh, but I love the rail yard. I love my new life. Oh my God, I killed my family. I killed them. I think I'm gonna kill Kevin too. Oh God, it's happening again. The black magic cult that I joined when I was a teenager, I think, I think it's coming back. Here in Topeka, this might be my last, these might be my last days in Topeka, if I'm being completely honest. Along with my cabinet full of rat poisons, and I have a cabinet hidden under a train, under one of the trains where we mostly sleep, full of katanas, ranging from medium length to long. I'm not a skilled sword warrior, but I can kill with one. Don't ask me why or how I know that. Because I have secrets. But all I know is Kevin is going to die tonight. It's Kevin. Um, I really want... It's Kevin again. Um, I really wanted to leave the train yard. Uh, Seven-fingered Charlie had six fingers in his mouth and was muttering... And was muttering to himself, Kill Kevin. Katana's... Katana's kill Kevin. Rat poison. Kill Kevin. Um. The dentist at that point told me about how there was a train coming at exactly midnight and it'd be rolling through the yard towards the promised land of Salt Lake City, Utah. And how we could get on that train and how... We could escape Topeka. Well, I just really wanted to escape Charlie, who had now had seven fingers in his mouth, and he was going for the eighth one. I needed to chronicle. I had an, a couple of hours before the train was going to arrive, so I quickly went to pack up all my things, um, which were uh, in a in a clippers duffel bag that someone had thrown away and stomped on for a while. <laughs> I packed my adult-sized hooded sweatshirt from a clippers game <laughs> that was now yellow from piss. <laughs> I, it was really my only belonging and I loved it. I packed it into my my bag and I slung it over my shoulder and I turned around and there in the doorway was the dentist with one of those dental mirrors and he said he said to me he said Charlie has taken all of my dentist supplies I can't leave Topeka without them you must help me get them back and I said oh I'm sorry um, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm terrified of that man I, I can't, he's told, he's got a large, he carries around swords with him. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what, you're, you've, you've helped me, you've helped me uh, settle in to this new life that I have, and uh, I, I guess it is, uh, hobos have honor, and although I'm not truly a hobo, I have a home with a mom and dad and a fireplace waiting for me, I will, I will, I will help you, I, I, gathered the courage to help him. We walked, we slid under the rail car that Charlie lives under and 
We approached him from both sides, hoping that by surrounding him, it would calm him. And it went wrong. It all went so wrong. The Dentist. I'd say the thing that I don't like most about this Kevin guy was that he was at the rails for all the wrong reasons. The rails are a place for you to kind of experience freedom and to just kind of go along with the opportunities that present themselves that day. And this Kevin guy had all these plans. He wanted to go to college. He wanted to write about this. He wanted to make his family proud. I said, Kevin, the rails... <sighs> the rails aren't about that. I, I kept trying to say to him, but uh, I don't know if I ever actually said it out loud. I was kind of thinking it to myself in kind of a smug way, but what's the difference? So that's one thing I didn't like about Kevin. Number two, a Clippers fan? Why? I mean, you're just going to antagonize other people, especially Seven Finger Charlie. That guy... That guy did not like the Clippers. I mean, of the three stories he told, number one, killing his family. Number two, his, his father at Bear Stearns and his time at Bear Stearns. And, and, and number three, of a time when he went to a New Jersey Nets game against the Clippers and he jumped on the court to attack Darius Miles. That was his third story. It was my favorite of his stories, probably the funniest, but it's the one he told the least. He kind of stuck to the killing the wife and kids one, which is pretty dour. So I wanted to enlist Kevin, because Seven Finger Charlie had amassed uh, quite the pile of katanas and other, and other swords, and... I don't know if it was an honest mix-up or if he was genuinely trying to steal from me, but he took a lot of my, a lot of my, a lot of my tools, my, my, even little scrapers. He would describe them as itsy bitsy katanas for his spider warriors. I didn't really know what that meant, but you know, it, it, it bothered me. And so I go up to Kevin. I said, "Hey, Kevin, bud, you want to help me get these, get these tools back so we can go." Ride the rails to Salt Lake City. It's a good promised land, and it's it's on the way to El Paso. Just we'll go to Salt Lake City. It's it's just a perfect place to kind of detox from the from the hustle and bustle of Topeka. Well, the Topeka Rail Yard, you know, that's very hustle and bustly. And so we go, and I hatch a plan, and I think, okay, we'll be able to sneak up on Charlie. He'll be fine. But Kevin, that numbskull, he's wearing all, all breakaway Clippers gear, so he's making a ton of noise as he's trying to sneak. Just swoosh, 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 swoosh. His clothes set it off, and right then, Seven Finger Charlie, boy, he was he was almost got eight fingers. When he's got when he's when he's close to eight fingers, eight fingers is kind of I don't know if any of you know math terms, but it's kind of like a it's kind of like as a line as it approaches a limit, in that it, he can never quite get that eighth finger in, but he gets gets closer and closer, and the closer he gets to putting that eighth, eighth finger in, the more focused he is, and I planned this whole attack around that, but then, but then Kevin startles this Kevin, god damn it, he startles seven finger Charlie, and all of his fingers come shooting out of his mouth, 
and he lets out just a guttural scream and and right then I knew that my life was was minutes if not seconds seconds left Devin finger Charlie so I find myself surrounded by the dentist who I'm assuming is after me because I took his small katanas. And this motherfucker, Kevin, not just is he a goddamn piece of shit, he's in a Sean Livingston tearaway Clippers warm-up gear. Now, the guy, rest of the guys on the rail yard, they know my history with the Clippers. I am the reason Sean Livingston's leg exploded in 2005. I am the reason Donald Sterling was a racist. I'm the one who convinced Baron Davis aliens are real. I have a huge antagonistic history with the Clippers, so for him to sneak up on me wearing Clippers gear while I'm maybe a foot or two from my best katana uh, was a huge mistake on his part. Now... Back to the dentist. I wasn't mad at him for sneaking up on me and trying to kill me. It's a power move. He wanted to be the king of the rails, and he said it from the beginning. But to team with fucking Kevin. I mean, we got one leg Joe. Big Al. No nuts, Dave. Some of the best men on the rail yard. But this fucking guy, Kevin, he tears away his Sean Livingston gear and under that, he, oh my, under that, he's wearing a Mo Williams 25 Clippers jersey. He was on the team for seven months. So I do what any good swordsman does. I take my katana and I drive it into the spine of Kevin. Turns out he didn't have a spine, so it just went straight through, cut some organs up. And I took my sword out and I turned to the dentist with, Nothing but blood and anger and death in my eyes. Then I remembered my family, who I also butchered and murdered. And I realized, you know what? Not, no more. No moss. So I hurry myself and stabbed myself in the chest with my Japanese katana and ended and gave it myself a warrior's death. The Clippers sucked, though. <laughs> it's Kevin. Oh, it's Kevin again. Um, we were sneaking up on on Seven Finger Charlie. He had a bunch of fingers in his mouth, and you know I was caught off guard because I was just so astonished with the number of katanas he had. Who's throwing out all of these swords? There's an unreal number of katanas under this under this car. And before I knew it, he had, with spit-covered fingers, grabbed the sword and plunged it into my stomach. I should have, I should have seen it coming. He did it to One Leg Joe and to No Nuts Dave. And then he pulls the sword out and then stabs himself in the stomach. And rips out his own. I was like, why didn't you just do that before you stabbed me? Why was that necessary? Not only did he stab me, he got blood on the only art of clothing that was clean. My, my Clippers Sean Livingston jersey. Which I had brought from home. <laughs> the one article of clothing I had brought from home. 
I mean, I was bleeding, and the dentist was was just grabbing his tools out of the pile. He didn't even. S- I was like, "Can't you help me, doctor? Doctor Fingerstein, can't you help me?" And he goes, "No, I'm a dentist. I'm not a real doctor. You're on your own." <laughs> and so I crawled, and I crawled, and I crawled, and I found. I crawled to a dumpster, and I was trying to find a bandage for my my wound, and I. I could have survived if I just found it, but I found a, a Kobe jersey. <laughs> and I said, I'd rather die than use this to save my life. I'm a Clippers fan through and through. There was clean clothing. I, there was plenty of clean clothing I could have had. There, Salvation Army was donating it, but I didn't want it. I wanted the piss-stained jerseys. I wanted the poop smeared, the burned article of clothing <laughs> because they were Clippers gear. Clippers for life. And I died. I never did manage to finish my research project, but I died like I lived. A true fan of the true Los Angeles sports team. The Dentist. Now, Seven Finger Charlie and Kevin both died of samurai wounds. But Seventh Finger Charlie, you know, say what you want about him. Was he a maniac? Yes. Was he was he a lunatic and unstable? Sure. But he knew how to die without... He knew how to die with valor. Whereas Kevin, God, he's dying and he's guilt-tripping me. Like, can't you help me? And I'm like, no, I'm a dentist, not a doctor. If I was a doctor, one leg Joe would have had two legs, and No Nuts Dave would have had two nuts. But instead, one leg Joe has one leg and a great smile, as does No Nuts Dave. I do what I can. So I go to pick up my tools and, and grab them, and I go to to position myself, uh, position myself right on the right on the road, so I can hop on this this train to Salt Lake City, leave behind these these maniacs, get out of Topeka, Kansas, head to the American Southwest, see some beautiful stuff there. And right then, would you believe it? A Burlington Northern train out of schedule, comes and just obliterates me. Burlington Northern. Not only did I lose all of my money in the financial crisis because I had too much trust in Berkshire Hathaway, but one of the main components of Berkshire Hathaway's company tree, Burlington Northern, God damn you, Warren Buffett. You couldn't have even at least killed me in, in Omaha like you wanted, though. <laughs>